So, um, this is um, one of the people who organized the protest against the police uh, deportation in Evergen. And um, please, can you introduce yourself to us? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Isaiah. Yeah. Irawi. I live here. I live. I live. In, I live here in Germany, mm-hmm. in the city called Evergen. Mm. So you you were part of the people who organized the resistance against the deportation of one of the um, residents in these camps or in these lagers on the thirtieth of April. Can you explain to us a little bit how this started and why you decided to organize against this deportation? Um, well, we, although that night on the 30th of April when this incident took place, mm-hmm. we, we did not plan for it. Yeah. We are all sleeping. Mm-hmm. But before that night, we have been trying to see if there is any how or any way we can be able to speak with the press. Mm. and uh, express our feelings to them to make them understand that what we, the refugees, in Evergreen are going through in the camp, yeah. we are suffering and it's not good for us. So that very night, I I was actually sleeping when I heard this noise. When you say night, around what time are we talking about? It was uh, two, 2 to 3 a.m. in the morning. That was when the police came? That was when the police came. Okay. They, no, they normally come at that time of the night to deport somebody. Anytime they are coming, it will be from 2 to 3 a.m. in the morning. Hmm. When the person is sleeping. When the person is sleeping. And the problem we are having is this. It's not as if they are coming is the issue. But if they come, the way they do this thing, yeah. that is the problem. Okay. In this lager we are talking about, we are... More than 400, 400 refugees living inside this lager, in this camp. Mm-hmm. And you come just because of one person? You want to pick one person, you wake, the, disturb the peace of every other person sleeping in that lager that night. Uh, when we are talking about this lager, is it a, a, a camp with young men? and uh, Or is it a camp with young uh, women also? Or is it a camp with children also? In this camp we are talking about, before, before, before now, mm-hmm. we are having 70 children okay. in this camp, mm-hmm. 70 women. Mm-hmm. The other people, they are all men. Okay. So it's not only for boys, it's both boys and girls and family. Okay. So, yeah, continue. And then the police came by three. So they came that night. I was sleepy. Normally if they come, they start making this noise, shouting. You know, they will just open your door, and funny enough, the door is not locked. They will just get to your door, they will hit the door, mm-hmm. open the door and enter your room. You know, they don't even know the person they are coming to pick. Mm-hmm. That is the problem. They don't know the person they are coming to pick. They will just come, they will hold the person as vice, his picture, they will be showing you inside the room. Mm-hmm. Who is this person? Who is this person making noise? That was how they picked that boy that night. You understand? Mm-hmm. So I was sleeping when I heard this noise. I had to come outside. I got downstairs. I saw them with some other people, some other refugees, mm-hmm. telling them that this guy is not leaving this camp. They are not, uh, they are, we are, they are not going to allow them to take this guy away from this camp. 
And the guy was also shouting that I don't want to be deported. I don't want to go back to Italy. You people should leave me alone. I don't want to go back to Italy. Oh, Already. Okay. The, the guy we're talking about is somebody who has his first fingerprint in Italy, which means you're yes, talking about he's a, Dublin. Yeah, he's a victim of Dublin. Okay. Yeah. Already, they've already uncoupled this guy behind his back. Mm -hmm. You understand? Trying to force him inside their van, but he refused. Before the refugees inside the camp now came outside, we now said, okay, this is our time. This is the, 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 the opportunity we have been looking for mm -hmm. to send a signal to this government that the way they are treating us here, we are, we are not happy with it because we are all human beings. We are not animals. We are human beings. That so was you when people... we told... You people already have problem with the deportation, the state deportation, and the way the state deports people. Yes. Let me tell you something. The 95% living in that lager, mm -hmm. they are a victim of Dublin. As I'm talking to you, I'm also a victim of Dublin. Mm -hmm. And once you have this Dublin of a thing, the next thing you are asked to go back to Italy. Mm. And the thing is affecting us emotionally, it's affecting us psychologically. Mm. You understand? Yeah, so we had no this. choice. We had no choice than to say, okay, we need to speak out. We need to make the society know that we here, we are suffering. Yeah. We are suffering because it's not everybody that came through Italy that was ready to give his or her fingerprint there in Italy. Italy. Most of us were forced yeah. to give our fingerprint. Like me, I was forced. I did not spend one month in Italy. I came to Europe last year, November 5th. I mm -hmm. spent two weeks in Italy before coming to Germany. Hmm. I did not seek asylum. I told them properly that I don't want to stay in Italy. I'm going to Germany. They forced me to give my fingerprint. Hmm. I can't resist it. Yeah. You understand? So we're coming to Germany now to seek for, for a better life or to seek for security, for protection. Mm -hmm. They are treating us as if we are nobody, as if we are slaves. You understand? So mm -hmm. that was where we decided to say, okay, this Togonese guy is not leaving this camp that night. So he... We did not touch the police people. We did not fight them. We did not even go close to their van. Yeah. All we are saying is this, leave this. We are only fighting them with our mouth. How did you protest? The protest that yeah. night? Yeah. We did not protest. It was after that night, mm -hmm. they left. They left without taking the boy with them. Mm. You understand? Then, mm. after two days, because this incident happened on Sunday morning, 3 a.m. in the morning. Mm -hmm. Then, on Monday, the camp director came and said, the police people said 200 refugees, the Afri 200 African refugees living inside that lager fought them, fought four policemen. We damaged their van. Mm. You know, we beat them. Yeah, that was the news that they were spreading all over Germany. It's also the same news we had. Um, okay. Yeah, like uh, with the state's um, explanation or the media's in in Germany explaining that uh, the African refugees in this camp for the police or even beat up some of the police and they found uh, some things in your camp, which uh, uh, of course I also. From the experience we have in Denmark, we also know that they quite lie a lot when they come into to taking someone. So, uh, so that was what they were saying. We were on our outside, we were kind of surprised. But something like this did not happen. We did not even go close to these people. And secondly, they said we, we the guy was ready in the car. The guy was ready to go with them. We now came out and bring the guy out of the car which we met the guy standing outside with them shouting mm -hmm. that he's not ready to go anywhere. So when this news was coming out, we were kind of surprised. We were like, we did not even come close to these people. We only told them that we are not happy with the way they are treating us here. So therefore, we are not going to allow them to take this boy away from here. Mm -hmm. That was what happened that night. That on Thursday of that same week, I was sleeping in my room. 
you know? Mm-hmm. 4 a.m. in the morning, the next thing I had noise as if it's a bomb being on my door. They were the, when I opened my eye, I saw some, I don't call these people police, I call them commando because these people are so huge. These people, they were mean, they covered their faces, I don't even, it's only their eye that was open mm-hmm. from, the, from their head to toe, everywhere was covered. They asked my because we, in my room we are three. Yeah. They asked us to take our hands up. I took I took I took my hand up. They uncovered my hand behind my back. They asked me to lie on the floor. Mm-hmm. I lie on the floor. They were like searching my room. They finished searching my room. They 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 they, they controlled my office mm. before they now they now asked me to come outside for my room. Then some they 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 did the same thing to every other person living inside that camp. Some of our people, some of the refugees, I was trying to ask them, what is the problem? What have we done? Why are you people attacking us like this? Mm-hmm. They were beat mercilessly, brutalized. Some of, some of us were injured. Mm-hmm. They broke some people's legs. Some, they broke their neck. A friend of mine, Emmanuel, they broke his neck, collected our money. Some, they collected our phones. You know, it was so, so, so horrible that day. You understand? Yeah. For 650 policemen came to our camp to attack us for what we did. We don't. We don't even know. So we are so surprised. It's also this when you say the the first day they came, then uh, they, they of course made up um, this thing that you people beat up the the police who came to arrest this man and then in order to say this is their counter reaction they came and then they started to harass everybody in the camp is that what you're saying to us yes yes hmm. yes yes because the, these people that came that day they were mean they were ready to kill imagine where they were even dropping dropping a red cross nurses from here Sorry, come again. Say that again. They were dropping. Uh, I don't. I don't know how to call this German nurses. Is it Red Cross? The, the people Red Cross. That, that, yeah, yeah, the Red Cross. They were dropping them from Eligota, from here. To come and help. To come and treat the people that was injured. Hmm. So you had six hundred and fifty policemen. Six hundred and fifty policemen. In the in the camp. In the camp that came that morning. Okay, but one other thing I wanted to ask you because you also talked about the Dublin and um, about the police uh, or the state deportation of uh, the people who are coming from Italy. Um, and mainly, specifically in this situation now, targeting African migrants. Um, you were in Italy, right? Yes. And uh, you also saw the situation of migrants who are in Italy. Yes. What do you have to say when you see this kind of forces coming from the German state? What do you think when you imagine the situation of a refugee and um, what they are going through? What, how do you see the situation the go- German government is also putting the refugees here after the traumas they've passed through or they have suffered in their own country before they came to Italy? What they have gone through in Italy? How do you see it when the German government or its police react like this towards you honestly to me i'm i'm i never knew germany is going to turn like this like on me i'm very 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 disappointed in them like seriously because this is not what we expected before we came to germany Mm -hmm. we never knew it's going to be like this Mm -hmm. coming from a country where the youth are not recognized coming from a country where 
you you spend four five years in the university mm-hmm. after set are done getting a job would be a problem mm-hmm. you understand yeah. then manage manage took the risks from nigeria to libya from libya mm-hmm. to to italy yeah. got getting to italy we find out that there is no job opportunity in italy people are suffering some are begging to survive some people are sleeping in the street mm-hmm. some some are doing some kind of business that the society is not going to welcome mm-hmm. because we don't want to live that kind of life we decided to come to germany to seek for refugee to seek for a better life mm. but we came here instead of them to assist us when we came they they, they receive us but they they, are, they they don't feel our pain instead of them to just okay treat us like a normal human being we are being treated like a slave like a common criminal. Now you talked about uh, slave itself. Uh, we've listened to the stories of um, the people traveling to Europe, to Libya. We've seen the stories in the Mediterranean. We've also, you also touched a little bit about the situation in Nigeria of people working and the hard conditions that is in Nigeria or other other countries. Also. Other African white, country, yeah. Yeah, white people are migrating. And... Um, you tried to mention slavery in that sense. We ourselves here in Denmark, we often assume that the system itself is sort of producing this migration itself. They are producing it with uh, the war they, are, they, they have been involved in in the last centuries. They have been um, involved in it by economic wars also that they are imp- imposing on these African countries. Um, and at the same time, treat its citizens when they try to leave this crisis from their countries and come here in search of better life. You end up being either locked up in the camp or abandoned in, in camps. Um, yeah. How do you compare that to the world itself, slave, slavery? And how do you see that, um, let's say, a system like, um, um, how is it called? A system like the bureaucratic system behind it, how do you see it in terms of capitalism, for instance? How do you see it play a part in this? My brother, I, I, don't, I don't really know the word to use on this, but the truth of this matter is this. You see, like me, mm-hmm. when I was in Libya, yeah. I was kidnapped. Yeah. You understand? Mm-hmm. I spent over six to seven months in the prison, mm-hmm. these people were demanding for for a ransom of about one million naira from my people, asking me to call people to send money. Mm. I know the hell I went through before I came out. Mm. By the grace of God, I managed to enter Italy. Mm. Then I came to Germany. The way these people, this European government, are treating we Africa, generally, I don't really understand why they are treating us like this. Mm. Because when I went to Berlin, I said something. I told them. If they want to come to our country, Africa, we give them visa. We start looking back. They don't go through the stress we are going through. Mm. And they come to our country, we treat them like king and mm. queen. Mm. You understand? Mm. An African man will have mean money to pay for to get, to get a visa. Still yet, they will not give that person the visa. Mm. They will ask you to go and bring your statement of account. You will also bring your statement of account. At the end, they will deny you this visa. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they are treating us this way. We are not the problem they have in Europe. Mm-hmm. We Africans, we are not the problem they have in Europe. Mm-hmm. The problem is their law. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. The problem is their law. We are not the problem. They should just try and change their law and leave us alone. We are not here 
to 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 disturb them. We are not here to 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 cause trouble. All mm. we need is just for them to give us integration. We people living the way the refugees living in the camp, there is no integration. We are not. We, they, they don't give us any right. We don't have right to school outside. Mm. We don't have right to work outside. We just we are just inside that lager for six months. They, they tell you after six months they will transfer you. As I'm talking to you now, this is my seventh month. I'm going to yeah, my seventh month in that lager. I've not gotten my transfer yet. Mm-hmm. Some people are there for nine months. I don't know if they have this 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 problem with this black color. I don't I don't really I don't really know how to address this. I don't know what to call this. But this is this is this is uncomfortable. This is not good. We are we all are humans. They should at least consider the fact that we are human beings, mm. not animals. Now, just to talk more about the struggle itself, because we also saw the um, uh, the article that you wrote about yeah. uh, solidarity. Yeah. Now, can you explain a little bit of your view on this and why it is important and what it means for your struggle that you actually really have people who support, who show solidarity with, really with the people and not just support because they want to support, but really show solidarity with you, at with your fight? Yeah, why, why, um, what I have to say on this issue called solidarity, mm. you know, most people are just there. Mm. They, according to what they say, they are fighting for us, mm-hmm. you know, but they are not feeling our pain. Mm. It can only take the people that, that, that know what we, that felt what we are feeling, going through right now mm-hmm. to understand what we are trying to say. Mm-hmm. You understand me? Yeah. So, what 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 we what I believe we need right now is just for we as a refugee, as the migrant in uh, in uh, in this in uh, Europe, we should all come together mm. and take a step and take a move because if we keep keeping mute like this, this Mr. A is scared and Mr. B is scared. He don't want to speak out. Nobody wants to say anything. We will just be blind and be, keep suffering. Mm. You understand? Yeah. We just keep suffering because these people, these people, the way, the way. Okay, I went to 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 to, to Berlin on Sunday for a demo, yeah. which they invited me. The way the races, there were about five thousand races who came outside that day to fight to fight we refugees. Mm-hmm. The race which they are going, if we give them chance, they are not ready to give up. Mm. You understand? Mm-hmm. If we allow these people, they will take over. So the more they are coming at, we on our own side, we should be ready for them to tell them that we are ready for them. We should come together and say no to them. Mm-hmm. Because I believe Germany, is Germany, European country as a whole, is a democratic country. Mm-hmm. There is freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. And majority, I think, wins the vote in politics here. So if we can come outside as one union, I tell to these people that what you guys are doing to us is too much. We we won't stop. We want an end to this. We want you people to give us the same rights that are given to other countries that are coming to Europe. They mm-hmm. say we there is no war in our country, so we don't have right to come here. They they, they only give the Enitra another uh, country paper. But presently now there is no war in Enitra, but they still come to this country. They give their document. Now talking about um, how the your protest or your resistance about the deportations, the Dublin deportations, and I, I, I suppose deportations in general, how the mainstream media has taken it, 
how do you perceive that? What when you hear what is being said in the main me- in the main media or in the mainstream media? Because you also mentioned that uh, they have been talking about us and not talking with us. Now we have the chance to talk for ourselves. How did you perceive the presentation that was perceived in the media? And why do you think it's important that a refugee speaks for himself, a refugee or a migrant speaks for himself, and why we should speak more? Yeah, because I, 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 after the incident that took place in our camp, in our lager, some press people came. They started taking information from us. Mm-hmm. They came and they take information from us. Mm-hmm. But the all information we give to them was not what they publish. Mm-hmm. You understand? So I later, now I did my research, I find out that these people, some of them are working together with this police. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. So the side that they know is going to favor us or is going to work against them, they will cut it off. Mm-hmm. You understand? So mm-hmm. I now came to a, this conclusion, I find, and I said to myself, the only way we can speak to the society to make them understand, because if we if we organize a demonstration, everybody wants to know why we organize a demonstration. Mm-hmm. People will come to you and start asking you story, mm-hmm. asking you what happened. Mm-hmm. And any press that will be there that day cannot hide anything because it's open for everybody to hear. Mm-hmm. You understand? So that was why we conclude and say, okay, let's organize them. Although they try stopping us, you know, they did all whatever they could to make sure the demonstration is not going to take place but i refused mm-hmm. because i've already made i've made up my mind to organize this demonstration and i sent the burgomaster a letter mm-hmm. which they approve so we, we we believe the only way to speak to the society that what the police people are saying about we africa that we are criminals we are thieves we are not ready to do something useful with our life we fought them all these are lies mm-hmm. this is not what actually happened in our lager so the only way is to show to them and make them understand is for us to organize a demonstration, which we did, and it was successful and peaceful. Yeah, I mean, for instance, it's also a, a, a long-time narrative whereby the government usually says these people, they do not, um, they are from a sub, um, uh, like another culture, and they do not understand the work culture. Uh, they are different people, they don't want to work, they do not want to integrate. Um, and when you look at the experiences such as you, you are also fighting now to, to integrate into Germany and you are not given that opportunity to in the integrate. And when you hear them criticize you for also not integrating, not working, only coming here to get the benefits that the EU countries offer, uh, what do you say, even though every day of your life in the camp you are fighting in order to be able to integrate, to be able to integrate into Germany society and learn the way the society is, and at the same time you are not allowed to, what do you, how do you see it when you hear these things from the mainstream media? Honestly, I feel very, very bad. Like I said before, disappointed because we are here in Germany to 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 seek for this integration, and we are begging them to give us the opportunity to do this. Mm-hmm. They are denying us this opportunity. Still, here they will go and say that keep saying the 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 the, the African people that is coming to this country, they they, they 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 don't want to be integrated. They don't want to do anything. They just they are just coming here to, because of the benefit. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand why they are saying this. Because it's not 
all everybody or all, all Africa that came to Europe that are poor in their country. No, mm. it's not everybody. Mm. Some people in their country they are rich. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just come to you came to Europe to 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 learn more and be exposed to to to, to other things. So you don't say we are coming because of uh, 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 the the benefit. No, we are here to be integrated. They should just give us this chance. They should give us this opportunity to do all this and let us see if 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 they will be having all this problem. So some, if I'm hearing something like that from the media, I I I I feel very very disappointed, honestly. Hmm. We are also trying now to i'm also a bit out of time but i am going to ask you how what should what is going to be your wish and what is going to be your demand to continue in the future because as also as angela davis quoted that the refugee struggle is the new century struggle in order for us to continue the struggle and connect both those in Germany, the laggers in Germany, the uh, laggers in Denmark, in Italy, Switzerland, um, Sweden, in order to be able to make a, a wide change so that every it could be acceptable to be a refugee today, what do you think is the way forward? Like what is going to be the wish for the future? What is going to be the demand for the future from the people from Evergen? Right now, I I don't really know what to say. I don't really know how to put it. But what we, the refugees living in Evergreen, mm-hmm. are asking for is that we should be given permission to stay. Mm-hmm. That is what we need. We should be given permission to stay. We should be allowed to go to school. Mm-hmm. We should be given this chance to work. Mm-hmm. Because according to them, they said we are here to constitute nuisance. Mm-hmm. In a society, there are always bad people. Mm-hmm. Everybody cannot be good. Yeah, it's not f- only for the black, including the white. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I go to the supermarket, I see white people like them stealing inside the supermarket. Mm-hmm. These people are not blacks, mm-hmm. and they will take this thing. They will go outside. Nobody will ask them. Mm-hmm. But let it be a black man that does that. You will see the alarm. They will start screaming, shouting, mm-hmm. calling us criminals. It's not everybody, it's not all Africans or all blacks in Germany that are criminals or that are not ready to do something useful with uh, their lives. Another question I wanted to ask you now, you're talking about this. Do you often think that the situation such, like, such as the one in Italy or such as like not being able to work or not giving the permission to work in Europe for the many people who are left in the camp, do you often think that these situations pushes them into doing something wrong in the society? I I I will say I will to that question I will say um, yes because uh, when you are when when you when you when you locked someone in one place mm-hmm. the person is not given opportunity to do anything is not is not is not given freedom mm-hmm. what do you expect somebody that left his or her country to this place to 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 do something useful with himself you kept him in one place without doing anything yeah. He wakes up every morning seeing the same the same faces he's seen, meeting eating the same food, thinking of his life. Maybe what what will be going through his mind is that maybe tomorrow they will just come and say he should go back to his country mm-hmm. or go back to where he's coming from. The person will be pushed to do something so that he will make quick money. 
Like now, actually, also, I'm a Nigerian. And uh, throughout my 10 years of being in Europe now, I've always had the idea that you Nigerians are not good. Uh, you only sell drugs on the street. You do prostitutions on the street. And I've been almost all my life trying to defend that. Uh, also trying to explain that many of us are pushed into this situation. And, and it's also with the situation such as like locking people in the camp, abandoning them uh, without housing, abandoning them in the society that also pushes them because they do not know where to rely. Um, so I'm only trying to understand if you think that maybe such as the, the situation in your camp or the situation you noticed in Italy, maybe if that somehow forces people into also committing this quote-unquote crime in, 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 in Europe or in Germany. That is what I just said now. Mm. For instance, if you go to Italy now, presently now, people are sleeping in the street. Mm -hmm. They don't have home. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. They don't have where to stay and they don't have job. Yeah. Some people, they go from supermarket to supermarket to beg to survive. Yeah. What do you expect from such people? They want to live a better life, so they will do anything, anything to change their way of living. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Isaiah. I have one more last thing I would like you. This is more like directed to the refugees and the refugee communities in different camps, in Evergon, in, uh, around the whole Germany. Why, when you said we need to organize together, we need to fight against the system, what is going to be your advice why we must fight this sort of systems? My advice to the refugees here in Europe and Germany, Italy, Switzerland, everywhere is just for me to tell them that we need to come together and be connected. We need to stand up. We need to make these people understand that we are tired of this kind of maltreatment. Yeah. You understand? We need to come together and unite together and fight against this thing. Nobody is going to fight our fight for us. Who exactly. will be the one to fight our fight? Yeah. So that is what I have to tell them. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Isaiah. And uh, it's been awesome hearing your own um, advices, your struggles. And uh, if you have any wish for a song for us, to play along to, um, on Friday for this for the program, I would also advise you to join and also advise other refugees. You just had him support the people in Germany. We ask you to please go to Evergen, ask people there, show solidarity to them, and also support them in uh, their struggle. Um, it is the new century struggle, the refugee struggle, and we just would encourage you to go to help. Uh, thank you very much for joining us on the program. And um, we are very grateful that you came along. And please keep up the fight. All right. You have a blessed day. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.